You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, after losing both her parents to COVID, one Rochester woman is finding a way to honor their memory. I'm taking my mom's ashes with me and I'm sprinkling them around the world everywhere that I go. And after Mayor Lovely Warren steps down next week, and before Malik Evans is sworn in in January, Rochester will have a 30-day mayor, James Smith. I mean, I gotta make sure that when people call 911, somebody answers the phone, right? That the garbage gets picked up. All that from your local news podcast, Earshot. Support for Earshot from WXXI News is provided by Rock Vox Recording and Production, presenting Legacy Cast, audio and video recordings of loved ones telling their stories for posterity. Produced in a full service studio located in Bushnell's Basin. More at rocvox.com. Though it's been almost two years since our first lockdowns and local coronavirus cases, the virus still poses a threat to the community. Every day, Monroe County releases information about how many positive cases we have how many people are being hospitalized, and what direction we're trending in. With all these numbers floating around, sometimes the personal toll can be overlooked. My colleague Raquel Stevens spoke with one woman who learned the harsh realities of COVID-19 and asked her how she plans to move forward. She has this story. When Ayana Abrams was seven years old, she traveled to Alabama with her dad, Elisha. Her most vivid memory from the trip was the two of them standing together in awe of the mural of Muhammad Ali. And I was just so amazed. I'm like, Dad, look, 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 look. And he's like, oh, if you think that's something, like, it's a huge world out here. Like, that's nothing compared to what you can see, so make sure you see it. Abrams has lots of travel memories with her father. She said they would take road trips at least eight times a year. When they got home, they would tell Abrams' mom, Ruthie, all about it. But all that changed when she and both her parents got COVID-19 last year. Abrams says her symptoms were so bad, she constantly felt like she was fighting for her life. Because, I mean, it was days where I just felt like I was just dying. Like, literally, I called my brother. I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it through today. And throughout her own battle with the disease, her parents' conditions worsened. Her dad took the brunt of it at first, struggling to breathe and ending up in the hospital. The doctors called me and told me that they had to put him on a ventilator. And I'm like, a ventilator for what? Like that, and they was just like, because we need to let his heart and his lungs give it a rest. Because it's just been going through so much within the past few days. Some days later, her father succumbed to the illness. Abrams recovered, and for a while it seemed like her mother would too. But eight months later... Ruth Brockington died from complications exacerbated by the disease. But her parents are still with her, she says. Abrams wears a pendant that contains some of her mother's ashes, and she visits the Riverside Cemetery on Lake Avenue at least once a month to talk to her dad. Come here often. Abrams, who is a self-proclaimed daddy's girl, says these visits strengthen their bond. You're not here in the physical with me, but like spirit-wise, I feel closer to him while I'm here. 
And one of the things she likes to tell him about is her future plans. In the years since that first trip to Alabama, Abrams has become an avid traveler, visiting over 50 countries, including Japan, Indonesia, the Philippines, and recently Turkey. Just see something new. That's just so relaxing and so refreshing for me. And that's something she's continuing now that travel restrictions are being lifted in countries across the world. Abrams says she's starting with a trip to Africa this month where she's adding three more countries to her passport. But this time around, it's not just for personal fulfillment. She's traveling to honor the memories of her parents and to grieve the loss of them as well. And part of her healing will include leaving a bit of her mother wherever she travels. I'm taking my mom's ashes with me and I'm sprinkling them around the world everywhere that I go. So it's like she didn't travel, but when I come back, she want to know everything about it. So now she's coming with me, so she'll be everywhere. Since March of 2020, the U.S. has lost hundreds of thousands of people to COVID-19. Mothers, fathers, family and friends. And the process of grieving those losses is different for everyone. For Abrams, it means experiencing new things, visiting new places, and finding her happiness. She encourages people in her position to do the same in their own way. So I definitely say get out, talk to people, do something that you enjoy, or find new hobbies, find new things to do. Raquel Steven is a reporter for WXXI News. Hi, this is Evan Dawson from WXXI, and if you're enjoying Earshot, then you'll want to subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson, that's me. On the podcast, you can catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson, where you subscribe to Earshot from WXXI News. Next week, Rochester gets a new mayor. And no, I'm not talking about Malik Evans, not just yet. Actually, Deputy Mayor James Smith will be sworn in on December 2nd and serve as mayor for 30 days. David Andrietta is the editor of City Magazine, and he got a chance to sit down and talk with Smith about his interesting transitional time for Rochester and what Smith plans to do with it. David joins me in studio now. Hi, David. Hi, Veronica. So first of all, why did you want to talk to James Smith in the first place? Well, first of all, he's going to be the leader of our city. Mm -hmm. And even though it's a temporary appointment, only for 30 days, he's filling out Mayor Warren's term. A lot can go on in 30 days. <laughs> uh, we've seen escalating violence in the city. The snow is coming. Streets need to get plowed. Police need to be on scene. A lot can happen in 30 days. And I wanted to see if he was up for the job. Okay, so set the scene for us here. What was it like sitting down for 30 minutes with the 30-day mayor? Exhilarating. <laughs> uh, actually, it was quite tame. We had a really good, we had a really good conversation. Uh, we met actually on Veterans Day, uh, which was a day off for him, but he looked every part the deputy mayor. He was dressed in a blue suit and a pink tie, and he had a kink in his back that day, actually. He asked if we could uh, walk and talk um, so he could work out that uh, sore spot in his back, but that wasn't going to work for the interview. So we sat down at Sasso on Park Avenue, which is a coffee house in his neighborhood, and we chatted right there uh, outside of the restaurant. 
So this is kind of an interesting situation. I kind of want to know, what does he think of all this, of this role that he's kind of being thrust into? (laughs) I'm sure a lot of thoughts are swimming through his mind right now. Um, He's got a big job ahead of him. And one of the first things I asked him was, do you actually want to be the mayor? Do you want to be mayor? You know, I don't. I never wanted, I never, you know, it was not something that I was like, oh, wow, you know, maybe... You know, maybe one day I'll run for mayor. No, you know, I, 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 I signed up to be a part of an administration that, I, that you know, I, I, I believed in when I signed up and I still believe in. We've done a lot of great stuff. You know, when I, when I signed up to be the deputy mayor, I knew that the, what the charter said. I knew there was a possibility that I could be the mayor. Um, but it wasn't, no, it was not like, you know, an ambition or anything that, that I, you know, I was very content to be, to be the person working um, kind of as the chief operating officer behind the scenes. So, so no, the answer is no. Given all of that, does he feel prepared to step into this office right now? I think he does. And I would argue that there is perhaps no other person in city government right now who is better prepared for this temporary position than James Smith. Uh, His pedigree is uh, nothing to sneeze at. He has served as the Seneca County manager for a time. Uh, He was a deputy Monroe County executive. He headed the Monroe County Water Authority for a time. Uh, He served in office in Greece as a town councilman for eight years. So he knows his way around the halls of power and he knows how to get things done. So clearly with all that experience in government, um, he's he seems well suited for the job, but it's a 30 day term. So what can really happen in those 30 days? How does he see his role in this office? Sure. I think he sees it as if if nothing goes wrong, he's done something right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What he's trying to do is really two things. Uh, Keep the lights on. I mean, I got to make sure that when people call 911, somebody answers the phone, right? That the garbage gets picked up, that that if and when the snow comes, that may or may not come during my tenure, but if and when it does come, that, you know, the plows are rolling and that the fire trucks and the fire department and the firefighters have everything they need to do their job. Same with our police department. And then help with the transition. That's going to be a big job. Malik Evans takes office on January 1st. I need to work really hard with, with that new mayor um, and with the entire team at City Hall from right down from our line employee to department heads to make sure that transition is seamless, as seamless as one can be. I kind of want to go on a little bit of a tangent here because by January, Rochester will have had three mayors in three months. So what number mayor are we up to right now? (laughs) That's a really interesting question. And history has not been kind to Rochester in this regard because there isn't a lot of agreement on what number mayor we're at. What historians can agree on is that 68 people have governed the city since it was incorporated in 1834. Okay, so what's the problem? Why can't we just put the number 68? (laughs) Right. Well, five of those leaders were acting mayors. And I say that with quotations around them, acting mayors, meaning they were never elected, but rather just acted as the mayor when the real mayor either left office before their term or fell ill or died until a new mayor uh, could be elected in a special election. Isn't that exactly what's happening with James Smith? Sort of. And this is where it gets tricky. See, Smith is filling out Warren's term, but he will actually be sworn in as mayor and not just acting in her stead. And that's in part because another mayor, Malik Evans, has already been elected. 
So does this make Smith the 69th mayor of Rochester? I wish I knew. <laughs> when, when Mayor Lovely Warren was sworn in, this is funny. When she was sworn in in 2013, her office issued a press release announcing that she was the 67th mayor of Rochester. Yet the mayor she succeeded, Tom Richards, is listed in several places on several lists as being the city's 68th mayor. <laughs> Seriously. And on those lists, he's also listed as the 66th mayor. Because if you recall in your relatively recent Rochester history, before he was elected mayor, he was an acting mayor when Mayor Bob Duffy left to assume the lieutenant governorship. I'm not going to lie to you. This conversation's making my head hurt a little bit. <laughs> I know. Me too. And look, if you ask me, and I don't know who would, but if anyone did, uh, I would argue that acting mayors are not mayors. So look, we don't commission portraits of acting mayors. They don't hang on the walls of City Hall. So if we run down the list of mayors who were sworn in as mayor, then Lovely Warren was the 64th mayor of Rochester. Smith would be the 65th and Malik Evans will be the 66th. But who's counting? <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> I love wonky Rochester mayoral history. David, thank you so much for joining me. You got it. Thanks, Veronica. David Andrietta is the editor of City Magazine. James Smith will be sworn in as mayor for a month on December 2nd. That same day, you can read City's full Q&A with Smith on their website, rockcitynews.org. And that's it for Earshot. Subscribe to your local news show wherever you find your podcasts. And while you're there, leave us a review, preferably a good one. You can send comments and questions via email to earshot at wxxi.org and find even more stories in print, video, or audio on our website, wxxinews.org. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Hope you had a good holiday, and thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.